Nikola Jokic made contact with the governor of the Phoenix Suns, bringing in the question, will he be suspended for game five of that playoff series? We're also going to talk about that and uh, some rumors from around the NBA in regards to some upcoming free agents. We'll get into all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm your host here, Hayes. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at NBA Show Pod on Twitter. And if you want to send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So many of you guys probably saw by now, but Nikola Jokic made contact with the Phoenix Suns uh, governor slash owner um, in Matt Ashibia. And so... Uh, you know, it it was it didn't look like anything too egregious to me personally. Now I may just have a different view on that than what was said. Tony Brothers again was the referee uh, during that, and Jokic said this. Uh, Tony Brothers told me I was elbowing the fan, but the fan put the hand on me first, so I thought the league's supposed to protect us or whatever. But maybe I'm wrong, so we'll see. I also added this: He's a fan, isn't he? He cannot influence the game by holding the ball. So hey, that that's that's the question around was. What Nikola Jokic did egregious enough for him to be suspended in game five of a key playoff series is probably one of the more exciting playoff series in this offseason. And so, you know, a lot of questions there. Nikola Jokic, a former two-time MVP, uh, did not three-peat this season. But, hey, it's it's all the questions around. Now, Denver coach Mike Malone also put in this. He said that he thought it was crazy that Jokic got a technical foul. When asked if it was it was uh, a she, if it, the fact that it was the Suns, owner that made the difference he says this i don't give a shit i don't really care now for his credit uh matt ashibia uh also had this to add in when it came down to to asking if nikola Jokic should be suspended he said that he should uh he says that he has tons of respect uh for nikola Jokic. and he said this this should be and is the only story suspending or finding anyone over last night's incident would not be right have a lot of respect for nikola Jokic, and i don't want to see anything like that excited for game five go suns so, uh, cl- uh, really, uh, good that he has the, that perspective that he does. Because, listen, in the heat of the game, in anything, I, you know, anything's possible. Yes, you can't go around elbowing fans. But to Nikola Jokic's point, uh, contact was made with him first. And when you're in the heat of that that spirit of competition, anything is possible. And so, like I said, it didn't seem like it was anything too extremely egregious to me to where we should be talking about a suspension, in my opinion. But my opinion really doesn't mean much. I'm just a guy talking about the basketball here in his home studio so it really doesn't mean what i what i say um really much it really matters what adam silver and the 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 governors at the nba really do think in regards to this and i'm sure they're reviewing everything Uh, they're going to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb probably reach out make some contacts to officials uh players all in the situation really before they levy down their their uh decision but best believe once they do make their decision Expect the video to be uploaded here at NBA Central almost immediately following because this is a, this could be a big decision in the playoff series that has been fun and it could really determine a lot for for that playoff series as well. If you're missing a former MVP in your next upcoming game, listen, it could get ugly. And so while the Denver Nuggets, I would I have liked how their team has performed outside of just Jokic in this playoff series. There's been years prior where if Jokic really wasn't just being on. 10 the whole time that it got ugly they've been playing pretty well and so they play again on Tuesday uh in Denver so if they're missing Jokic in that game hey man that could be a big table being turned um as this this series is at least headed six 
but I think it's going to go seven. Um, so we'll see what that ends up meaning for both uh, all parties in this. I, for one, hope that he's not suspended. Let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think Nikola Jokic should be suspended for the incident in game four? But let's go ahead and get into the next topic for today. So we want to look at some of the rumors that are coming out about potential free agents around the NBA. We got word that, uh, that Christoph Przingis and Kyle Kuzma are both expected to opt out of their deals with the Washington Wizards to re-up for longer-term deals. And that's not really too much surprise there. It's it's. Let me say this. It's surprising in the sense that I, it seems like the Washington Wizards are just content being middle 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 pack middle of the pack. Like that's what they're going to be. They need some wholesale changes. Now, one could say with that as well. You know, it's it's on the players. There are player options. So if they do opt out, that's really on the players, and you don't want to lose risk losing them for nothing. So you may go ahead and re up them, and maybe look to move one, if not both of them, at the trade deadline, which may net you more back because then they're locked into more longer term contracts and they aren't potentially one-year rentals at that point now that wouldn't limit them from being able to trade them this offseason but it could open up some things at the trade deadline for the Washington Wizards I really look at that team with the Wizards and you know to me they really don't have a clear path to improve and you know that that as a as a team even though that's not my fan base is not and not my my team at all but that's one of the worst places to be in in sports is like to have guys locked in to pretty high contracts and really just be middle of the pack with no straightforward way to improve. You know, health maybe things like that, but I guess we'll see with the Washington Wizards, but it seems like they're going to be re-upping both their big men. Next up is another big man in Jakob Poto. Now, uh, he seems like all but a lock to, to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Eric Penis from, uh, whoa, Eric Pickness, uh, Pinkus from Bleacher Report says, per uh, sources, multiple sources around the league, the Toronto Raptors are a lock to bring back center Jakob Poto, who the team initially drafted at number nine in 2016. So, and it's expected that uh, Poto is going to re-sign for about 13 to 15 million per year around that area. When you look at what the Raps gave up for Poto, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I do expect that team to maybe have some roster turnover in this offseason. But Jakob Poto, when he came in, averaging 13.1 points, 9.1 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 1.2 steals, and 1.3 blocks, and 62 overall percent shooting, um, that's crazy. That Listen, you don't want to overlook that when it comes to the Toronto Raptors and the impact that he had. The Toronto Raptors as a team also scored 14.1 uh, more points per 100 possessions when he was on the floor. That is a massive impact from a player that you just do not want to let walk away for nothing. So definitely uh, to look out for that. Uh, you know, some re-signings as we march forward and get closer to free agency, some key things there. The next rumor that came up is something that, I, I, listen, it may be true. And if it is true, I, listen, it's a young team. But my, Mark Stein says that the Pistons are the team to watch when it comes to signing Dylan Brooks this season. Now, they do have uh, some some uh, salary cap this season, some cap space. They have a projected $25.5 million in cap space. So given the fact that that team has a lot of young starters and, um, you know, some role players that are set to become free agents this offseason, I, I guess it makes sense for Brooks to be on that list, but it still raises some questions for me. Like, you have a young team, an impressionable team, a team that's still trying to build that identity. Now, I'm sure they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to do their research before they really bring in uh, Dylan Brooks to that roster. But the biggest question is there is that, you know, if they do bring him in, does he negatively impact and influence the young players that are, are going to for sure be parts of your future and hopefully once you start winning again 
Or do you look at what he does on the basketball court, which, like I've said before, Dylan Brooks is is not a terrible basketball player. And I hate that the conversation has kind of gone to to like he's he's a bad basketball player. He's not. He has some. He's not perfect either. He's not necessarily the defender that some people paint him out to be. He doesn't shoot the ball too efficiently. But the biggest things is those character concerns. And if you have a front office and a team and a coach that are that is equipped to really deal with those character concerns, I can absolutely see him paying off for a team signing him. But you have to make sure that you have that area, those things together. If you don't have those together, that can be something that comes in and really changes the whole groundwork that you're trying to lay for your organization. So whatever team ends up bringing in Dylan Brooks, regardless of what it is or what team it is, you have to really look at and hope that that team is really insulated enough, well enough, to really kind of counteract some of those character concerns with a player like Dylan Brooks. Like like I said, it's not like the, the, on the basketball court, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. But it, it's enough questions there that if, like I said, and you have to wonder if you can get a player with less character concerns that has similar output that you can probably even pay less as well, but then you don't have to worry about that character fit. You don't have to worry about trying to manage a player's personality. So I'm sure that's what teams are going to be weighing when it comes to Dylan Brooks this offseason. I'm not going to be surprised if he gets a deal, though, because when you look at what he does defensively as a two-way player, being solid, not not great, not amazing at any one thing, but being solid in some areas on the basketball court. It, it, some teams, and maybe maybe the Detroit Pistons are. When I also look at the Charlotte Hornets, maybe is another one that could do something uh, there as they they look. But you know, if they brings Miles Bridges back, so you know they may not worry about that. But that is a team as well that could look to do some things. Now, before we go, I want to talk about some teams right now that may have complete overhauls of their roster. Before we head into next season, and that's the last topic for today. And the first one up that I'm going to talk about, especially with with what is going on in this playoff series, even though they won a great game uh, last night, is the Philadelphia 76ers, right? With James Harden and his player option and the talk and rumors about him potentially wanting to go back to Houston and being some interest there. If that does happen, right, and especially with Harris's expiring contract as well, it could be some possibilities also that they make some moves this offseason. Um, to really try to overhaul that roster, maybe even make a blockbuster deal to put more long-term talent around Joel Embiid while also maximizing Tyrese Maxey in that lineup. So I really do look at that. Um, you know, they're 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 definitely maybe looking to, looking to do some things there. It really depends on how the season ends for them. It's really kind of difficult to gauge with them still being in the playoffs. Another team that's kind of in a similar position as them is the Los Angeles Lakers as well. Um, you know, seeing what they end up doing, they can clear considerable cap space. There's been some rumor of them really going after Kyrie Irving. If that ends up happening, uh, they they would have to clear some things. Uh, Austin Reeves and his and his cap situation, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, they have some decisions that they need to make down there. They also have some salary that they can use to match if they do decide to do a signing trade, some things like that. But I expect the the Lakers really. What they've done with depth this season, right? Their depth has really propelled them into what we're seeing from them in this playoff uh, run. And I hope that they don't give that up chasing for a superstar. And I, I really don't. They, did they not learn from Russ a little bit, right? And so I hope that they've done that. But if they do add Kyrie, especially when you look at that point, long-term it being Kyrie, AD, because LeBron, we'll see what goes on with LeBron. You can do some worse things there. But another team that I think may have some considerable roster overhaul if they decide to do some things, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Look out for them, right? While this, they could absolutely run it back. They can bet on health. They can hope that with a more healthy Zion that season, 
They can do some things. They don't have true cap space, but when you look at what they can do in moving a C.J. McCollum, uh, something like that, uh, they don't have a huge sample size with Zion, uh, Ingram, and McCollum, so they could very well look to hold on to that. That trio of, of players have only played 10 games together this past season, so definitely could be there. But look at maybe they could look to do something. That's another team that could uh, look up, look to uh, maybe make some moves on the roster. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Any other teams? We kind of this will make be a growing list as we go through free agency and off season as well. But that's it. That's my time for today. Thank you for tuning in to NBA Central. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for mailbag episodes, 773-270-2799. That's it for me for today. I will see you guys the next time I feel like making a video, probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Media.